How many are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? Amen? So I want to talk about something today, though, because you know what? <laughs> it always kind of tickles me. Um, uh, and I, this isn't a slide on anybody. Uh, in fact, in fact, my son is, is an example of this, but I, uh, so I'm not necessarily coming against him in particular. But it's always kind of interesting to me that, uh, you know, in fact, they were showing me this, these pictures of this bodybuilder. He's only like 23 years old. And he's, I mean, they're just massive. You know, it's just like, that's got to hurt. You know, how do they sleep at night? You know, it's like, how do you do that? You know, but you know what? They never show pictures of, you know, those guys like pulling a plow or, you know, they're not actually doing anything useful with all that beauty. You know, they're just looking pretty. It's like, those muscles are meant for something, not just to look at, you know. <laughs> Anybody relate to that? I don't know. That's not being very sensitive, I guess. I should <laughs> be more inclusive. Um, <laughs> so I want to look at this. Having strength versus being strong. Because <laughs> according to the word of God, we have more than enough strength right now, don't we? Amen? And it doesn't matter if, if you're a tiny little person or if you're a, a bodybuilder um, that everybody oozing awes at. We have the same source of strength, right? We have the same source of strength, but it doesn't do any good if you're not pulling a plow. <laughs> we're, we're just looking pretty, you know? <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> so so uh, I, I, it's very important what we're doing with our strength. You got to get out and do something with it, right? right. So I, I just want to go through the Old Testament a little bit, and, and um, we'll just pull up some stories and go through this. I'm sure there's, you could probably do a series on this, but we'll just go through some stuff here tonight, okay? I believe it'll be good for us. Um, <clears throat> in Deuteronomy, it's kind of interesting. Um, Deuteronomy is, is, is when they, they've, they've already been in the wilderness for 40 years, right? And, uh, you know, I was thinking about, because this kind of relates to what I want to get across tonight. You know, um, it's, there, there's, a, there's a physical strength, but then there's a, there's a spiritual strength. There's a spiritual understanding that is developed with time and to, developed with experience, right? And um, it's kind of hard to put too much demands on a somebody that is, is still weak. And, and, I, and I relate it to this. I mean, you can see it in sports a lot of times. It's like kids, it's hard to get them to, you know, hit the t-ball, let alone hit a pitch that's thrown at them. But it's amazing what happens when they get a little bit older and get a little bit stronger, right? You know, it's like, it's like Braden teaching him the piano. It's, it's amazing how much easier it is for him now than it was a year ago just because he has more strength. This is really uh, that way on a guitar. Kids just have a hard time put, pushing that string down, you know. And, um, and then the more you, you teach them, you actually show them how to utilize the strength that they have. You know, on the guitar, just real quick, <laughs> it's, it's, if you curve your fingers like this, so, and, and I always taught it this way to, the, to, to kids, it, I would just have them, you know, hold, hold their fingers against my, my, my arm. And I would resist them. And if, if you curve your fingers like this, you can hold your whole weight. But if you flatten them out, you can't hold anything. You know? I mean, if you try that, 
it, it's, and so it, that principle works really well when you're trying to play the guitar, and it's part of the technique that, that you, you, you work on really hard. A lot, of, a lot of people, I mean, you can see people playing really fancy with flat technique, but with classical technique, they teach you to curve your fingers, and they teach you on the piano, too, the same way, that you curve your fingers, and you get more strength. So there's a lot of things you can learn about strength that just has to do with technique, but it takes some time in development because you don't want to naturally. You want to just, you know, it's like, quit resting your hand on the piano. There's just, you know, there's no strength in that. You can't do certain things, right? So uh, so, so I was thinking about this with, with regard to the children of Israel. You know, God, God promised them. There are all these slaves in Egypt. But you know what? They didn't have much of a relationship with God in Egypt, did they? They were slaves. All they knew was being a slave. They heard some stories about, you know, Abraham and, and, and uh, you know, that, that came before them. But they didn't really have a relationship with God. And then all of a sudden Moses shows up and, and, starts do, and God starts doing these amazing things. Uh, but you don't know God just by observing him. You know God by serving him. And, and getting involved with what his will is. And so, you know, I kind of thought about that with regard, because man, those, <laughs> those Israelites that came up to the border and decided no, man, they get a bad rap. Don't, and there's so many sermons against those guys, you know. Oh, they just messed up. Oh, they just didn't believe. But you know what? They were kids with regard to, they were weak with regard to their understanding of God. They hadn't been serving God at all. How do you, how do you, you know what they knew is that slave master, they knew what was going to happen if they didn't do what that slave master said. And they, in an, in an ironic way, they had a great understanding and relationship with their slave master because there was going to be a consequence if they didn't do it. But with God, they didn't even know how to relate to this unseen God. In fact, they tried to make a calf themselves so they could somehow relate to this God because they weren't seeing how they didn't have a relationship with it. If, if I do something, there's going to be a result that goes with it, right? <laughs> so they get up and they're God, the almighty God, their creator the, of their forefathers and everything else, all powerful, almighty said, I'm going to go before you and here is my gift to you of a promised land. Right, <laughs> But they didn't have the relationship to go along with it. They had all the power, they had all the strength to go in and occupy the promised land, did they not? But they came up against it, and what did they do? They, they stopped because they didn't have something else. They didn't have knowledge of the one who said he would do this. And so they actually disobeyed. Isn't that interesting? Slaves disobeyed that's that should be like an oxymoron right you just don't disobey if you're a slave you just don't stick around very long you know <laughs> right but because they didn't have an understanding of god they actually disobeyed god god told them to go and they said no why because they were basing it upon what they saw what they understood what they understood was people what they understood was slave masters. 
and they're big, and they have something that's going to hurt them if they, if they don't comply. And what they saw in front of them was something that related to where they came from somewhat is that they're going to get beat. And I don't know God well enough. I haven't proven him. I, I saw him do some stuff for me back there. I went to Brownsville. I went to some, you know, I, I went and saw God do something, but I haven't proven him myself. So when I get up to the border where I, his promise is, I back away. I have all the strength necessary, but I need to have something else. I need to go. I need to respond, right? So, so this is where they're at, and, and, uh, and Moses is talking to him here. He says, I said to you, you have come to the mountains of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it as the Lord, of your, uh, Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not fear or be discouraged. So there's a word in there that's, that's packaged up in that. What is discouraged? It's the opposite of courage, right? And so courage is what takes strength and does something with it, right? So, and we'll see this, that what fear does, it takes away the ability to do something with a capacity that you already have. And that's how powerful fear is. You can take, you can take the, the, the most enabled person. It's kind of like, what is it? Is, is it the, the elephant that's afraid of the mouse? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the elephant can squash that thing. Uh, but fear disables all his power, right? <clears throat> Look, <clears throat> oh, I already said that, okay. Do not fear or be discouraged. Okay, and then we're going to go down here a little ways. Um, having strength without courage is not being strong. So nevertheless, you would not go. So what he's, he's describing what happened to them when they came out, right? He said, the, the Lord God said, here's a gift to you. And when he said, I'm, I'm giving this to you, he didn't just say, I'm giving it to you. He said, I'm going to empower you to possess it. But you're going to have to possess it. You know, our relationship with God is very much like this. He, he, he gives us so much, but we have to possess it. it our, we have a role to play. We have to pull the trigger. <laughs> we have to do our part, right? So he's, he's describing this. He said, God said all this kind of stuff, and you, and you got up right to the border, and you... and. and and the spies went in and the spies came back and said how wonderful a place it was. But they also told how they were going to have to come up against some opposition that was going to require strength, that was going to require power. And what they did not make a connection was that it was not going to be their power that was necessary. It was going to be the power that God had already promised them. Amen? And this is very critical for us because we encounter stuff all the time. And we want to go and lean on what we think we understand or what we have, even in our, in our spiritual understanding. And God says, I've already promised this to you. All the promises of God are in Christ are yes and amen. 
But what are you going to do with it? Either you're going to step out and do something with it or you're going to do what they did. Nevertheless, you would not go up but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You know, I think there takes, it takes revelation sometimes to understand that when we're not responding to what God said he's already given us, we're not just doing without, we're actually rebelling. And what is rebellion called? It's, called the, it's, it's like the, the sin of witchcraft, isn't it? It's, it's almost like you're teaming up with the other side. You're saying, God, God's not quite good enough. I think I'm going to hang out with the other side, right? All right. Man, I, I don't mean to go downwards on this, but, but, but this is real, right? <laughs> and you complained in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. How wrong is it? But, but what is that? They're just going on what they know. They're going on their, their understanding of what they have, and they don't know their God, right? Where can we go up? Our brethren have discovered encouraged our hearts saying the people are greater and taller than we the cities are great and fortified up to heaven moreover we have seen the sons of Anakim there that's those giants right then I said to you do not be terrified or afraid of them he's talking back to when they first came right the first time the Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet for all that, you did not believe the Lord your God. It's not enough to just have signs, is it? It's not just, we. in fact, I think we have to be careful sometimes saying God just, just, just show yourself strong and then people will believe. They will believe as long as they're seeing. But you have to have a transformation before you can actually occupy. You have to have a transformation of your mind to where you're actually knowing your God. Knowing who you believe in. And you're completely persuaded that he's able to keep what you commit to him. Amen? Okay. Yep. For all that, you did not believe the Lord your God. Okay, let's go down to the, the 11th chapter here. So, there's a connection made. And so, through Deuteronomy, what's happening through Deuteronomy? He's, he's giving, he's giving a, a, uh, all the law. And, you know, the law gets a bad rap in the New Testament. You know, it's like Jesus came to, he said, I didn't come to do away with the law. What was the law? The law was how you get to know God. And they didn't have Jesus like we have today. And it's really a shame that we don't, aren't as dedicated to our relationship with Jesus as the Hasidim or the, you know, the, the, the devout Jews that, man, they, they commit their whole life to, what does God say about something? Because I want to align my life with that. You know? And Jesus came along and said, if, if we don't have something better than that, we're messed up. Right? Okay. So it's in obedience that courage is engaged, not just with observance. So you can't just show somebody and, and you can't just say, how many believe in God? And says, yeah, I believe in God. Well, what are you doing? Because those that really believe are going to be acting 
like it. Okay. So it's obedience is when courage is engaged. And courage is what takes strength and makes it being strong. So you're not you don't just have strength, but you're actually being strong. That makes sense? So you must love the Lord your God and always obey his commandments, decrees, regulations, and commands. Keep in mind that I'm not talking now to your children who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord your God or seen his greatness and his strong hand and powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and wonders he performed in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his land. They didn't see what the Lord did to the armies of Egypt and to their horses and chariots, how he drowned them in the Red Sea as they were chasing you. He destroyed them, and they have not recovered to this very day. Your children didn't see how the Lord cared for you in the wilderness until you arrived there. They didn't see what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, a descendant of Reuben, when the earth opened its mouth in the Israelite camp and swallowed them along with their households and tents and every living thing that belonged to them. But you have seen the Lord perform all these mighty deeds with your own eyes. Therefore, now this is interesting. He said, it's not enough to just see all those things. You're going to have to obey the one that did them. Amen? Now, it's good. It's good. Jesus went around doing, he did all mighty deeds wherever he went. He healed all the sick. He, he, he did miracles that were amazing miracles. But what was he most concerned about? People actually believing. Because how many of the lepers came back? <laughs> you know? Therefore, be careful to obey every command I am giving you today. So you may, so you may have strength to go. So it's not just strength to stay that you need. You need strength to go. And that comes with finding out what God says about stuff, right? And then saying, that's how I'm, I'm going to respond to that. I'm not just going to have an understanding of it. I'm not going to be able to just say all the scriptures and know them. It doesn't do any good to hear if you're not doing, right? Okay. So, so you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are about to enter. He said, everything I'm giving you in this law today is, it's, it's not to just become a thing about just doing. It's, it's about knowing and serving the one who is going to be your strength where you're going to go. So that when you decide to actually go instead of run away, run away, run away, <laughs> instead you're going to actually occupy that you're doing it with confidence based on the one that you've already been serving. And you know that when you step in there, he's going to be there to be your strength and to defeat ahead of you, right? <laughs> okay, so we're going down to the 31st uh, chapter there. When Moses had, had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, okay, let me say my little statement before that. In knowing and serving God, ability is not just uh, having strength but being it. So when Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I am now 120 years old and I am no longer able to lead you. 
The Lord has told me, you will not cross the Jordan River. But the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. Don't you like that? He's saying, I'm not going to go. Actually, this is really precious how, I mean, Moses has committed himself completely to doing what God told him to do. And the one time he failed is, is disabling his ability to go now, right? And yet he doesn't become bitter about it. Isn't that, isn't that precious? He said, right now, in giving you this law, 